hey, just wanted to bring up Culture Colorized. They're the sponsor of the show. They're helping out with all the artwork uh, as I release ads coming up. They got the audio attached to it along with the guests, the title, and what episode number to look it up on. Um, so Culture Colorized, uh, great website. Burgess Media attached with it. Uh, you know, guys really helping out with the show. So thank you very much and in- enjoy the episode. I lost a lot of time with my kids because I've been doing this shit for 22 years. Yeah. So my kids grew up with me running the road. So the last year, just being able to be home, man, with my family, my brothers, my sisters, it's been it's been amazing. I don't know what the fuck that was, but thank you for listening to Fifty Shades of Boucher. On this episode, we had Ronald Marchand, uh, a.k.a. Ron the Bus Driver, toured around... Toured? toured around with acts like uh, Travis Barker, Burt Kreischer this past year. Real cool guy. We'll talk some social issues. We talked, you know, what it was like to start off, you know, being a bus driver. Did Ron start off driving around a bunch of six-year-olds or did he immediately start off driving around like bands like ACDC or something? Guess you'll find out. There is no bus uh, bus league. He, he didn't start off driving school kids. That's not how every bus driver gets their start. So that was a bad joke. But uh, no, we really talked, really talked some some cool shit, and and the guy was really nice. Uh, Ron, thank you very much. Thank you for saying you want to come back on the show. I very much appreciate that, and hopefully you will be back on the show. Um, all right. With that being said, let's get into the intro and start the episode again. Thank you to Ron, the bus driver, incredible incredible human being. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, before we start that episode, make sure you follow. Ron the only on Instagram. That's Ron the only R O N underscore T H A underscore O N L Y. Uh, go go give him a follow. Please follow Fifty Shades of Boucher. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Tell the homeless guy who's uh, probably in Florida right now. But he's coming. Go, he's coming back in like May. May is when all the homeless people come back to Minnesota. So get ready. Get ready to tell them. And let's start the show. Robert, better not get in my face. I'll drop that motherfucker. He's a little bit long-winded. He doesn't translate very well into our generation, and his jokes are terrible. And I'm just a man, same as you are. You're not a man. You're a bishop, for God's sakes. There is no God. Wow. You're on the air, sled God. Hey, buddy. Yo, Ron. What's going on, man? Not so much, man. Not so much. How you doing? Uh, good. I'm Bobby. My name is Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Let's hope you're not like the original Bobby Brown. I'm white. <laughs> That's a good thing in your favor, then. Right. Well, I've been confused, though. A lot of people always ask me if I know him and it's, or like know about him or know his songs. It's like I know like my prerogative and stuff, but that's about as far as I get. <laughs> That's only because of the joke. I figured I should know at least one song. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. How you doing tonight, man? Thank you for doing this. Not a problem, man. I'm pretty good. I'm 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 doing well. You know, all things considered, state of the world right now, I can't complain. Has 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 so Ron the bus driver? That's how I know you. I I saw you on Burt Kreischer's uh uh stories on Instagram, and 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 you won the race against Burt. 
uh, how is how is this past year kind of kind of gone for you? I mean, I know you've got to go on tour, but do you do you drive for other people? And 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 how is it how's it gone for you? Um, yeah, I do. Bert Bert is one of my primarily my main client. Um, since the pandemic, I've only kind of basically worked for him. I went out and drove Travis Barker a couple of times. Um, oh shit! Hell yeah! Yeah, um, he's a a, a client of um, who we lease our bus through, a, a really good friend of mine. Give a shout out to Nick Weathers, especially coaches. And uh, I can't think of the name of his trucking company, but he runs Travis's bus. Okay. So I do a lot of part-time work for Trav, but primarily since the pandemic, man, it's just been me, Bert, and the guys. Hell yeah. So what's that been like? Because I, I got to tell you, man, it's jealous. I have a eight-year-old right now and a, and a, new, or a, a six-month-old. Um, and my lifestyle is, is, is here. The job to be able to kind of go off and, and have fun. And, and, and did you, did you ever imagine that like you'd actually get to, are you, would you say you're friends with the guys you get to, you get to, to go on tour with? Some, some of the clients. Yeah. Right yeah on. You, you, you build, you build friendships and relationships with them. Uh, Bert and I's relationship, our friendship was kind of strange the way it started out, but man, it's morphed in to something great and I can say that about me and all the guys Shane Torres Jesus Trejo Dave Williamson uh, Scuba Steve um, it's been I guess putting ourselves in the situation that we've been in it it makes you look at touring in the world in a really really different light so for, for Bert to find a way for us to go out and work you know, continue to take care of our families. You know, it made me look at that guy in a totally different manner, man. Totally oh, yeah. different. Because he wanted to make sure we are still able to take care of our families, and he did it. And he did it against against all the odds, against the naysayers. You know, telling him, you know, that he was crazy for doing it and whatnot. He felt he could put us in a safe environment, and we could go out and do what we loved and do it well. And the great thing is, man, we proved everybody wrong. We went out three or four times. Uh, was Corona free? You know, yeah. we didn't have we didn't have any 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 type of incidents or whatnot. So, I I truly appreciate what he did for me, and you know, I consider him a lifelong friend. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've I've seen what, what I've seen what happens when you have uh, you know, an employer that really takes care of somebody. My dad was like that. My dad got sick, and 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 the company that he worked. 25 years for really helped out the last you know the year of his life um that's really big how did you get into to driving around i mean how does somebody get into that and and, and how soon did you realize this is something that that you wanted to do it i kind of fell into it um i've been a bus driver since i was 19 years old okay uh, my cousin was doing it he left a prestigious job at fox sports net as a senior accountant to go drive a bus and I ran into him at a New Year's Eve party, and we started chopping it up. And at the time, I was driving seated coaches, people movers. And I had seen, probably a few months before I ran into him, the company I was working for was uh, servicing a CNN bus, motor coach. And okay. I saw it, and I was like, man, I want to drive one of these buses one day. And the guys that I was with was like, dude, you'll never do it, yada, yada, yada. And Man, six months later, I was behind the wheel. My first, Fuck yeah. my first tour I ever did 
I drove Nate Dog, my cousin and I. We we picked him up in L.A., took him to uh, oh, he's from a small town just south of Memphis, Tennessee, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Oh wow! We went and, we went and spent about a week down in Clarksdale with him and his family. His parents owned the only two McDonald's in Clarksdale. Then we went down to the Florida Keys and uh, shot the area code video with Ludacris. Oh, wow. And then, and then came back to L.A. That was my first tour. And then I came home for about two weeks, and uh, my cousin called me back and was like, man, we're going out with uh, the European artist Tricky. I don't know if you if you remember him. He played in uh, – he played the villain in that Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker movie, the Outer Space movie. Uh, oh, you're losing me on that right there. I, can, I know Die Hard, but uh, Outer Space, Bruce Willis yeah. movie. Man, you're, you're diving deep on that one. Oh, my God. I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm usually into that kind of weird shit, too. Now I got to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was right the on. name of Damn, but yeah, he was he played the villain in that movie. He's a European, very well known yeah. European artist. Went out with him, and uh, from there, man, the rest is history. So, hell yeah. What what do you find yourself doing, man? I know you you know you seem uh, you seem like you cook a lot. Yeah, my family and I do um, do a lot of barbecuing. Uh, my sisters and I just bought a new house. Hell yeah! Congrats. Uh, yeah, so. Getting ourselves settled in, um, spending a lot of time with my kids, my parents, and my mom, um, my stepmom, who I don't call her my stepmom. Her and my dad have been married for over 40 years. She's just my second mom. Mm -hmm. uh, been fighting cancer since uh, October of last year. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. So great opportunity for me to be home, look after, help look after her and my dad. Oh, yeah. Spend as much time with them as I can and my kids. I have four sons. And uh, a lot of my Instagram followers are probably followed. I had a foster daughter for almost two years that okay. I just had to send back, send back to her mom. But uh, the year that I got to spend at home with her, man, was was the best. It I, was probably probably some of the best times in my life. I, I, so I I lost a lot of time with my kids because I've been doing this shit for 22 years. Yeah. So my kids grew up with me running the road. So the last year, just being able to be home, man, with my family, my brothers, my sisters, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. I can imagine, man, especially when somebody's sick like that, you, you really try to group, you know, the family really does try to come together and, and, and it's yeah. something, you know, once you're in it, it, it's, it's not something you ever wish on because it usually comes in terrible circumstance, but right. it, it works out most of the time, man. I, I actually have a, a story, though, about a piece of shit brother who decided to take advantage of a situation like that. And <laughs> he has the worry, at least I hope, of any Walmart he ever walks through. I'll fucking spear him through whatever ladies' rack of underwear, whatever I can get my hands on. But, you know, it, it's one of those things. But everything else after that, man, I mean, that, your family grows from that, and, and it's a good part. But that, that, that year that you get now. What do you do now that you're that you're home? I mean, I know you said you take care of family, but there's got to be an off time. Do you get a Do you get an Xbox? Do you get a PS4? Do you? Uh... You know what? I, I I do have a new hobby. Um, man, I race RC cars. I race RC cars. Like now. the gas ones? No, we do electric gas. Okay. Ain't got shit on, on, on shit on what we got. And uh, you got your little I've Tesla one. 
Uh, I've got a infra. I've got two infractions and a limitless. I got uh, two 8s cars and one 16s dual motor. Holy okay. How fast do they go? Uh, my limitless uh, 8s probably about a hundred, hundred and ten. Jesus. My, my dual motor infraction. I can probably get probably about 140, 150 out of it. <laughs> where do you release that? You can't bring that down the block. Like, where do you where do you we, bring that we thing? Actually, we we race in Compton, California, every Sunday, and and we race a tenth of the scale what a drag car does. So we race 132 feet. Okay. So we get our car. We get our cars up to about 100, 110 miles an hour at 132 feet. Holy shit! Yeah. How many people do you get? Do you get people enough to fill the? I mean, how? Where do you do it? Right? Do you have a track you, for it or right in the street? No, we race on the street. Oh we, shit! We, we lock down just one street. The police don't bother us. No nothing. We're out there every Sunday, and those probably in our in our crew. I say the clicker guys that I race with. It's probably a good maybe thirty or forty of us every Sunday. Holy who fuck! We're out there racing. Yeah, we actually have a race up in Northern Cali. Uh, the 20th and 21st of it, of February, and then we're going to Texas the 20th and 21st of March. Do you ever live stream them at all or, or, or post about no, them? No, but I think I'm going to start and putting it, posting it to my Instagram because, man, it's, it's live. It what? is live. 140 miles an hour, 110 to 140? That's insane. I mean, you can look it up on YouTube, man. I mean, it, it's, it's a... I didn't know this shit was as big as it was. No, I, I, right away I was like, oh, gas powered has to be the cool one. But you're talking about, I mean, I've seen some dude at an asshole at the park, like, spin one with dirt, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But 110 is in, that's fucking crazy. I mean, out the box, out the, 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 uh, limitless only comes in a roller. That's just the body, the chassis, and everything. You have to put all your electronics in it. The infractions you can buy, which is a truck's. Out the box, they do 85 miles an hour. Jeez. And I've got a builder. And uh, me and my builder are a team. He and I are a team. And uh, he build, he'll, he tears ours down, orders new motors, new ESCs, everything. And when I tell you our shit is some of the fastest shit on the street, he's actually building my dual motor car for me as we speak. It should be ready next week. How big are these cars? Uh, they're A-scales. So... They're probably mm, maybe twenty seven inches, twenty eight inches long. Okay. Maybe you know. You should look it up when we get uh, off yeah. the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is gonna be my it, night. Yeah, man. It, it's it's a whole lot of fun. It's a whole I've I've been into it for probably about two months now, two or three months and it's not a cheap hobby. Have you I, I total I totaled one of my cars last week out testing. Oh shit! It cost me fifteen hundred bucks. I was gonna go out my boy, my boy to build me a new car. Cost me fifteen hundred dollars. I've I've tried going like eighty five, and I was I was afraid to like tilt the wheel at all. Like, if you is there any like correction that you get in the control and all that, or is it if you hit a wrong button, you're, that thing's rolling? The way the way he builds our cars, they have a servo in it, so it basically keeps it straight. Okay, okay. Because the the slightest, the slightest you turn in your wheel, you're going to hit the curb. That's what I did. That's how I destroyed my car two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Damn. Coming to the finish line, hit my, just, 
I, I just rested my hand on my steering wheel and it went to the curb, skipped the curb, tumbled around, hit a light pole, knocked <laughs> the rear dip out of it, everything. Cars gone. Now, do you... The only thing salvageable on it was the two back wheels. Damn. I suppose though you're wrecking real hard. Are they metal or are they, is it like a car, carbon plastic, fiber or something? Okay. Carbon fiber, plastic. Oh mm-hmm. shit. So so do you do you just do uh, like a drag straight line or do you ever yep, uh, do you ever it. do like a circuit or are there circuits uh-huh. you could do? Yeah, there are there are circuits. Yeah, you can okay. smaller scale cars, but the, the A scale seven and A scale cars, all we do is drag. Just it's basically we are smaller scale of street racing. God That's damn. all it is. Damn. My my dad, uh, him and the buddies uh, in the neighborhood, they were just these like forty year old white dudes who weren't getting any pussy anymore, and they they got together and decided that they saw something from California. It was called power tool racing, so they build this entire fucking stretch of wood with with two lanes, put a put a bed with some poly at the end of it, and a fucking uh, uh they uh, a post with a with a, a plug in you know whatever. And then they ran extension cords, and the guys had, like, a month to make their own machine. And guys were – wheels and fucking blades were spinning. It was the most redneck beer-drinking thing you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> and uh, there's film on some dude's camera that's probably next to, like, a porno. He probably recorded over it. But uh, Oh, wow. That is hilarious. Right. I mean, it was something to see. But this this I can imagine, though. I mean, you said you get about 40 people out, 50 people out to watch? Yeah. It depends on the Sunday like, uh It'll probably be a hundred cup, maybe a couple of hundred out when we go up north, because it's Northern Cali versus Southern Cali, and then uh, March, it'll be people from all over the United States to come to Texas to race. Holy shit! So do you ever? So when you're when you're on when you when you drive around, do you bring it with and try to try to link up in in areas that might have it that you're going? I just got into it since we came off the road. But okay. Yeah, when, I, when we do go back out, yeah, I am gonna bring I bring a couple of my cars. I got a couple of Bashers, uh, E Revo, a big truck, a ten scale truck, uh, smaller scale, uh, five scale Baja truck. And Jesus. Whatnot. Yeah, I got into it pretty heavy, man. Pretty pretty heavy. But I don't have nothing but time. I don't have nothing to do. I mean, it it, it yeah. helps pass the time, occupy the time. So. Right. See, I'm like a 10-year-old girl. I just keep putting up all these LED lights that change colors because I'm, I'm fucking retarded enough that, like, they just they keep my attention. But I got some of those up around my TV and my bedroom. There you go. Hell yeah. yeah. My, I got them for my kid, and then I was like, all right, well, these are cool. Plus, it beats, you know, a fucking lamp in the corner and shit and a little more, little more ambient in here, I guess. I mean, it's been <laughs> – guests, guests in studio have been a, little, uh, been a little farce, but I got some more coming in, hopefully. Okay, okay. How's everything up there for you guys? What part of Minnesota are you in? Uh, right outside of Minneapolis, so I'm a northern suburb, uh, NOCA. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. everything's going good. I'm a painter, so, uh, I, you know, we've been busy. People, I think people get sick and tired of uh, sitting in their houses, and, uh, like, Grandma probably came over and talked shit about their kitchen, so we're busy <laughs> as fuck right now. People, people want shit done, dude. Right. Right, but no. I got one of my guys who races with me. He's a painter, okay, and a drywall guy. And he said business has not slowed down for him since the pandemic. Mm-mm. People are remodeling homes right now, which is still a good thing, man. I it, I'll, I'll be happy when we get back to normal. Yeah, you know this shit is. But it helped prioritize, you know. Like I got, I got laid off. I was a, I was a cabinet maker as well. 
Okay. And uh, I sucked at it. I fucked up everything. I fucked up the boss's table. I fucked up burn through. I mean, I'd burn corners. I I got I got I'd I'd leave things unscrewed and guys would go to install it and it would come off the staples and scrape the the installers. I mean, dudes could not have been more pissed at me. I was not a I was not a cabinet maker, and uh, I got laid off. And the podcast was just on a glass table with an iPad and a couple microphones with a soundboard. Right. And now it's, you know, I've got fucking, I, I, I just got headphones installed. And it's still a slow, you know, slow process. But right. kind of like your uh, your RC cars, it's it's been a, <clears throat> god damn, my voice just cracked. Slow, it's slow a, it, Hell yeah. It's, but it's a hobby and I'm learning. You know, I, I definitely do caveman style recording, but I mean, it works. I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get mine going. I want I want to start my own podcast as well, man. Hell yeah, is there a theme to it, or just kind of hang out and, and talk? Just open form, just Hell talk yeah. to some people. You know, I know enough celebrities and whatnot, and business people in LA, and I want mine to be informative. You know, let's talk about what's going on in the world. You know, uh, along with you know how you got to where you you you've gotten to. You know, the things that you've been through in your life, but just keep people informed you know, to what's going on and just open dialogue. Hell yeah. Do you think because of your job, you became a people's person? Because one thing I've struggled with is, is interviews like this. Like, I feel like I'm doing a good job right now, but not being a robot about it. Like, I feel like some interviews, I just have questions and like, I don't really, you know, I don't really answer anything back. I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Next question. That's why I stopped writing shit down. I think, I think I, I excelled at my job because I'm a people person. Oh yeah, I think that I think that in 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 my in my field of work, you have to be, you know, you have to be able to communicate with a total stranger mm-hmm. and get them to trust you in a short amount of time, because their lives are in your hands every night. Yeah, you know. And so, how, how much of it is you're driving at night? Ninety nine percent. Oh fuck. Ninety nine percent. Damn. You know, once they tear down a show, it's time for us to get up and move to the next city. You know, our touring through the pandemic was had been a lot different than when uh, we first started a year and a half ago. As long as I've been with Bert, I think yeah. Um, where he runs what we call a uh, hillbilly schedule, he he runs the way a lot of country artists do, just weekend warrior stuff: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then he's back home because he has so much other shit yeah. that he's doing. The yep. three podcasts and whatnot. So um it was a it was a a a great change working with him and, and doing that. Only having him on the bus for three to four days a week and then being out by myself. You know, I drop him off at the airport on a Sunday morning or a Monday morning and then I may not see him till Friday. And wow. I have, yeah, I run to the next, wherever our next city is to pick him up from the airport. And, you know, we, we continue like that. So it was, that was great. And toward through the pandemic, it was really different having him on the bus with me for, you know, three and a half weeks, you know, to a month at a time, every day, all day. <laughs> Hell yeah. You get to, you get that camaraderie you probably haven't had since you did a sleepover at your buddy's house when you were fucking seven. Pretty much. Pretty much. And, you know, he the person you see on stage and the person you see in his Instagram stories is who he is. Yeah. 
he does not change when the camera is off. So hell yeah, the partying, the drinking, and the, the always cracking jokes. You know, I I have to tell him sometimes, dude. It, can you can you just turn it off? And he's like, Ron, I can't. It just it's like fuck. He can make a joke out of anything. Anything, the worst fucking situations, he can make a joke out of it. That's perfect, you know, though, sometimes. It is. It is. And it it helped me look at the world in a different in a different manner, you know? So he's a, he's a cool dude. He's yeah. a cool and interesting dude. Yeah, especially over the last four years. And I, I know, like, uh, like you know, the, the joke was when, when you drove past the Trump supporters, you know? It was, fuck Trump, and, and giving them the finger and honking, man. Um, how much— You know what— I'm sorry, go on. What's so funny, one of the reasons why our relationship is so great, because I say a lot of the shit that Bert can't say mm-hmm. or won't say because of his platform. I don't have a platform. I don't I could give two fucks. I hear that. You know, if you if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't, you know. I am a forty seven year old black man living in a country that does not respect me. And you know, I, I I don't care. I've raised four black sons. You know, I look at the world in a really, really different, in a different way. You know, so I I don't care. I don't care. You know, I'm out here trying to open people's eyes, man. We, if we don't, if we don't, and and I'm saying blacks and whites, Mm -hmm. if we don't make a change going down this road soon, man, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. As a country. 100%, man. 100. It 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 uh it's crazy to me that people are so deci- like too like so divisive right now. Like they just want to be a part. Like you can't mm-hmm. you you can't even stretch your arm across to be like, "All right, let's hear your side first because they already assume you're like, "Nah, fuck you. Fuck. God damn it, nah." Exactly. Like it, it's it's hilarious, but and, and it's a point where it's almost ignorant. Where it's like there, there are there are and there are people in the middle too, but it's so hard to even have the conversation without somebody else butting in, or or unless you do something like this. But it's so played out to do it, you know. Like getting the word across is for sure one thing, and and it and it's the hardest part is like is is um for me. What am I gonna say? You know, my my thing is always I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. You know, I felt I felt super bad after the black square thing because I was like, ah, is this pandering? What the fuck was I doing? But I thought I was doing the right thing. But now I just realized the right thing is is shut. The, I don't know anything. I'm not I'm not in a position but to talk. What? But I'm in a position you're, to give somebody. You're willing to engage in the conversation, and to me, that that's the start right there. Mm-hmm. Like we, it, it's so funny that man. When we take time away, like at the end of most of our runs, Bert takes us away somewhere for two or three days, gets us a house somewhere. We just somewhere for us to go decompress as a team before he releases us back to our families. Yeah. And um, some of the conversations, man, that we have as a group are fucking amazing. You know, everybody viewing their perspectives on what we see in the world and how we think things should be changed. And it's like when it all boils down to man is communication. And and to me, racism is fear. Racism is fearing the unknown. Mm-hmm. And and at some point in time, we got to get past it. Right. We, we have to get past that, man. You, I cannot, I can respect you, Donnie, if you don't like me because of the person I am, once you sit down and talk to me and say, and that guy's just a fucking asshole. Dude, I can respect that, and we can even be friends. Mm-hmm. 
But for a person not to like me because of the color of my skin is fucking mind blowing to me at this day and age. It, it's it's like, man, dislike me for the person I am. And I know I, I know it's a bunch of people out there who don't like me. Right. But that's fine. That's right. fine with me, man. That's fine. So it's the the dialogue needs to be put there. And until until the American government, you know, people you you you. You, you hear so many people say, oh, blacks just need to get over it, you know, reparations and this and that. No, man, we we as a people need the acknowledgement that, you know, you fucked up. Yeah, you did a people wrong. Acknowledge it. That will help. That will start the healing process. Right. But when you don't even want to fucking admit it. Come on, man. You want me to get over you fucking over my ancestors 200 years ago for what? Right, and to, to make, make you feel better. Exactly, and to make a cartoon out of it, like like how how I was taught in elementary school was there's a cartoon, and all of a sudden a, a black dude shows up, and he's a cool guy, and he you know helps in the 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 slavery trade, and he's underground, and it's this weird thing where you're like, oh, this wasn't so bad. This is kind of like, and then I had exactly. a, I had a professor in college that I mean the first day he talked about how they they laid. Uh, slaves in ships that they were gonna ship across the ocean like sardines. You didn't get to stand up in chains. You were laid down, and then they cross you, do another. And once the flies, if the flies didn't eat and kill, you know your legs, you'd go out and you were sold like cattle. Mm-hmm. That's such a fucking different, different fucking story from the first day than anything I was ever taught. You know. And it's and it's it's a fucking world, you know. And it's it's crazy to me that people don't think that shit happened, or people think that it's a lightly like, oh, they were just told what to do. It's like there's there's it's so fucking insane that like the history mm-hmm. about the shit, you know. Like Nat Turner, Nat Turner, Nat Turner is an entirely like crazy story about how literacy became something that they targeted not to allow because they were afraid of like an uprising, and and. Like, a lot of people don't fucking even know the name Nat Turner, where it's like, Jesus, like. And I, I posted a story, I posted a video to my to my Instagram yesterday, and, and I, I challenged all my followers for February, find out an interesting black American history fact and post it to your story. And I'll oh, wow. repost tomorrow. Okay. Right on. For, for black for Black History Month. Just so everyone can understand what we what, what our ancestors had gone through. You know? It 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 took so long to get Black History Month. You know, so I, I wanna try to educate as many people as I can. And I, I posted a video on it. I think it was yesterday. And well, I was doing a video and I challenged all my followers. Starting February first to February twenty eighth, if if everyone can post one interesting fact on their storyline about Black history, and I'm gonna repost it, tag I said tag me in it, and I'm gonna repost it to my story so we can educate one another. Hell yeah! Because that's the only way we're gonna get this together, man. I like that, man. That's that that actually makes me feel a lot more conscious about do, more than a black square. You know what I'm saying? Like you're really putting something out there, and you're challenging somebody not to just you know the guy who made peanut butter, George George Washington Carver. Like, come on, more exactly. than that. I got exactly. you. Right exactly. on, dude. Well, look, it's gonna make us, and I'm gonna try and do the same thing every day. I'm gonna try and do it myself. 
Hell yeah. Do you do you ever feel that like there is there is a point where like not that white people are kind of putting themselves at the forefront of this, but do you ever just feel like that like they're ta- like need to take a step back sometimes? Like I just see on my like my feed that like it's like crazy to see how many people speak for somebody before they even get their own words out. No, no, because I think there are more Americans tired of what's going on than it is just black, you know? So that just shows how woke people are. Oh yeah. You know, it, it, I told Burke, um, he said when, 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 when the black lives matter stuff first started getting rolling in LA and they were protesting and whatnot, um, I'm not sure which one of his daughters, I don't know if it was Georgia or Isla, but she told her dad, Hey, I want to go out and protest. And he was, he told her no, because he, you know, he didn't want her to be in harm's way and whatnot. And I can understand that. But I told him, I said, man, how did that make you feel, dude, that your, you know, 15 or 16 year old daughter is conscious enough to see what is going on in this world, dude, that we need to change it. Mm-hmm. What is, what does that tell you? You know, I said, I tip my hat to you because, dog, you raising her the right way. You're raising her. You, you don't see black and white. You see people. Right. You see a people that is being, being, that's not being treated right. You know, so I, I, I don't think anyone, I think anyone who wants to speak out against this matter, man, they, they should do it. Everyone needs to have a vote in this. I got you. Everyone. I'm a fucking asshole for that. I get you. That's that's a good way to look at it, man. I just always see it as white people trying to fucking like. And my, most of my people, you know, most of my friends is, is, is she, shit. Because you know what? It is as much as this is not publicized. There's there's white guys out there being misused, being mistreated by the police. It just so happens. I, I think it happens more with African Americans. I can get that. Or I, should, I won't even say African Americans. People of color my Latino brothers as well, you know? So, and what's funny on the flip side of all of this is, you know, now people are, are more woke about it, but man, I've been dealing with this shit for over 20 years. Right. Only reason it's out in the forefront now is because social media, body cams on cops, you know, but me and my brothers and my cousins, man, we've been dealing with this shit since we was 13 or 14 years old. Walking down the block, the police stopping us because it's four or five of us. You know, boy, what y'all doing? Man, we in our own neighborhood. We walk into the store, to the school to go play some ball or something. I mean, it's 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 only to the forefront now because of social media. But this shit's been going on for too long, too too long. Do you think? Do you think if if if, if people had a better understanding of classism, that would be a better way to meet in the middle? I think that's yeah. a huge part of like this this conversation that's not brought up, and and that's what I yeah. feel like it's missing is is classism yeah. is it can group all of us. That's one thing that that doesn't matter a fuck about color. Exactly, and and it was, and what's crazy is, I mean, you can go back in history, and you can there there are are facts to show where, the federal government had done things to systematically, destroy the black man to always put him at odds. But, you know, they don't want to talk about that. And, and for you to bring that up to somebody is, oh, man, that's a farce. You know, that's propaganda. No, bro, it's not. We can go back. I can show you. Mm-hmm. 
I can show you this shit. The way they did things in Detroit, where they took jobs they had in in the inner cities and whatnot, moved them out to the suburbs, where because they knew the the black man didn't have cars, they couldn't get there to to the to the good jobs and whatnot. How they wouldn't wouldn't sell uh, people of color certain houses in certain neighborhoods back in the forties and the fifties. You know, it 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 was done. It's it's facts, but nobody wants to talk about that. Right. Right, it, it, it's easy to sweep it under the rug and just kind of keep going yeah. with life. Yes, and 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 the yes. thing is, and, and even if you say forties and fifties, trends are still trends, and 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 that's why you have neighborhoods that are set up the way they are sometimes, is because that's how they have been, and sometimes that's a really shit way to look at it, but that's also just how people have to live sometimes, is they have to. Right group up and and that's always been a thing whether you're irish what the irish fucking moved in and they were in the slums for a little bit um right you have you know uh places that are heavy latino areas i mean it's everything everybody does it fuck i mean unless you're rich and white then you get brick and mortar but i mean <laughs> you know and a yard that's nice too but uh no nah, man uh you know i'm not gonna take up too much of your time man i appreciate you you know i appreciate you doing this i you know not a problem, man. I appreciate it. It gives me, you know, an opportunity and the platform to speak out against some stuff that I think we need to talk about and, you know, get this dialogue out here. I, I'll be a guest for you anytime you want to, man. I Thank you. Hell yeah, man. I, hell, fuck. Thank you, sir. All right. I'll go back to eating Sour Patch Kids and uh, watching SpongeBob with my kid. All right, man. You have a good evening. Hey, thank you again, man. I appreciate it. All, all right. Later. Later.